0: Stay fly. Stay. ADOS 101's black agenda really is kind of focused on designating that ADOS, American descendants of slaves, are a specific group. My ancestry fought for the rights that I benefit from, but now these benefits have gone off to everybody. They say that ADOS college debt should be forgiven in the same way losses were forgiven to the banks on Wall Street. You're listening to The Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. (laughs) Hey, this is Larry Thomas here on the Vol School Podcast. You're listening to Psycho of Honor's Fly Guy Podcast. Support, like, subscribe, and share. He's saying some good things. Share it. Don't keep it to yourself. Peace, beloved. Peace, beloved. Peace, beloved. Time for another episode of Get On Code Fly Guy Show. Time for another episode. Today, we're considering the ADOS 101 agenda. So, you know, I'm firmly of belief that we need to support... And get behind an agenda, but I realize that you know we're not a monolith, and since we're not a monolith, you know a lot of us are going to get behind different agendas. So that's okay. I think that I know there's some disagree with me, but I really think that that's okay that we can all get behind different agendas because if we're behind different agendas and there's some overlap in those agendas, we can agree in those areas then we come as a true collective force so I believe that you know here in the United States of America that we should get on a particular direction and those directions will be agendas so Ados 101 has an agenda now I went over this with my good friend T West of Afro synergy news we we dove into this pretty deeply Uh, About a week and a half ago And unfortunately that video Had a lot of flaws And it was a lot of echoing A lot of issues So we're going to go ahead and redo this By going back through What we kind of chatted up And I'll be doing this one without T-West So first I want to salute I definitely want to salute The good brother Jason Black Uh, He put up with his own money He put up These billboards, and uh, five of them were in New York City, or three of them were in New York City. He also just recently put up one uh, in Louisiana or Louisville, Kentucky, Kentucky, right. So, this one is, I think, the one in Brooklyn. Here's a shot of all the different threes. Two of them, well, one of them dealt with reparations, cut the check. The other was making uh, the Central Park Karen. (laughs) <laughs> loophole of hate crime and this other one is Welcome to Manhattan where raci, racial profiling is legal thanks to Governor Cuomo if you want to get in contact or just learn more about Jason Black if you don't know, because most people do know about him but if you don't, check out the Black channel, uh, man I love this channel I. Uh, He's always putting out new content He also has another channel on YouTube Called The Business And The Business deals with the business Of how you run your life But Jason Black is always doing some big things He recently, with his own money Put up Black Men Are Here for Breonna Taylor Produced Justice That's the actual billboard in Louisville I believe, Kentucky so for those who don't know me, I'm Seiko Varner. I, In addition to doing videos, I do credit repair, tax resolution, debt consolidation, and private money lending. So if you're an investor in real estate, I can help with some private money lending throughout the United States. I can do the credit repair, tax resolution, and debt consolidation throughout the United States. That's what we're doing, all right? So, like I said before, we went through the ADOS 101 with T-West and we were juxtaposing it with the political, the national political agenda or, you know, the African-Americans national political agenda, which is the one that T-West was promoting. And I wanted to take this moment to shout out the protesters, power to the protesters. In many cases, they've done more in the last 20 weeks than 20 years with political movement in 20 years in politics have not achieved what has happened in 20 weeks. So salute to the uh, protesters uh, in that video that we did with T West, not too long ago, we, um, we weren't so supportive of the uh, black trans, the black lives matter connection with the black trans movement. And at this point we've kind of reconsidered our position and we're like, you know what, you know what, we're all working towards this. So we never were against um, people who identify as trans or anybody in the LGBTQIA society community love y'all. We thought that the message was kind of muddying the message that we have. Um, but I realized that we need to make sure that everyone feels supported because we're all working together in this uh in this movement. All right, so ADOS 101's Black Agenda really is kind of focused. On designating that ADOS, American descendants of slaves, are a specific group. And it deals with, you know, losses uh, stemming from the institution of slavery, the Jim Crow era, redlining, convict leasing, mass incarceration, and immigration. So they deal with all of these things pretty well. You know, I have a group here in the Hampton Roads area And we're looking at the different agendas We're looking at the African American National Political Agenda from T-West We're looking at the Ados Agenda We looked at Ice Cube's contract With Black America We looked at the old Ten uh, Point Plan of the Black Panther Party um, we took some looks at what Michi X is doing Salute so to Michi X With the uh, Black Agenda Movement And we looked at all these Various agendas And for the Empowerment Agenda The one that we're going to be pushing I think on August 15th uh, We've compiled these different movements And looked at the best parts Of these movements Or these ideas, these ideologies These agendas And so we um, This is the African-American National Political Agenda, and it's a 21-point plan. Ice Cube's agenda, his contract with Black America was pretty interesting. So if you haven't watched that video, it's on this channel. Go back and watch the video where we juxtapose the African-American National Political Agenda with Ice Cube's contract with Black America. Um, We also got a chance to chop up and look at the differences between Black Lives Matter political agenda and the African-American national political agenda. So we also looked at Black Lives Matter. And let's say that just to make things pretty simple, Black Lives Matter is not a political agenda. It's a bunch of political interest. And, you know, one thing that Black Lives Matter, the national group says, is that they're a group pushing forward LGBTQIA leadership focused on reducing and ending police violence upon communities of color. That's in general what their their agenda is. So they don't have a political agenda proper. And so they have their space, and I think that the Black Lives Matter movement has found their space, and they've done so far a good job. And interestingly enough, a lot of the other movements have picked up their terminology Uh, Because it's it's very catchy and it's very soluble. So that's happened. That's happened. So salute them. But they don't necessarily have a political agenda as the African American National Political Agenda or ADOS agenda is. You know, one of the things that we realized in 2016. Black Lives Matter had reparations as a part of their political agenda. Now they just have political interests, things they're going to get involved in, and reparations are not even part of their thing anymore. So if you haven't watched that video, go back and watch it. So this is what we're talking about today, okay? We're talking about the ADOS 101. And ADOS is American Descendants of Slavery, and their whole thing is about lineage. The whole thing is to center discussion around lineage. And so if you're not familiar with the conversation about lineage, they're saying that um, in terms of reparations and their focus with ADOS 101, they're not putting all, quote unquote, so-called commonly called black people in one group. All right. What they're looking at is those people of African descent who were enslaved in the United States of America those enslaved in the United States of America who also went through the Jim Crow the um, what was the next period Reconstruction period and uh, those are the people that Ados is saying are the are, if, if that's part of your lineage then you're part of Adolf. so let's take the Obama family for instance President Barack Hussein Obama Is not ADOS Michelle Obama Is ADOS okay, So the Obama children um, Sasha and Malia I believe They would be connected to ADOS Through their mother's lineage Not through their father's lineage So um, the ADOS group Is specific to those Who were Africans Who were enslaved in the United States Of America and so when they talk about reparations and they talk about other parts of their agenda, it's focused on those who have that lineage. So there are a lot of us who have ancestry, who uh, were went through the enslavement process or went through the colonization process in through Africa or through the Caribbean or through South America, Central America, Latin America, other parts of the world. Those people are not necessarily ADOS. And that's what... ADOS 101 puts out Everything is centered around lineage And that's the lineage that they focus on So uh, Foundational Black Americans uh, Which is another term That you're going to hear from people like Tariq Nasheed, Professor Black Truth I just highlighted Jason Black uh, You may even hear MeTX use that term um, Foundational Black Americans And ADOS in many ways Are complementary Same term, synonyms Although there's going to be a big fight between ADOS and Tariq Nasheed and Professor Black Truth and <laughs> those involved with that particular, uh, that group. So um, even though the terms are are synonymous, in terms of the ADOS 101, we're going to use the term ADOS, although I might use the term Foundational black America. So Ados was started with the brain trust of Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore. So there's a little information about them up there. Now, to be honest with you, Ados, a D O S there before Antonio and Yvette got involved, there was another group that was pushing a Ados. It was um, African American descendants of slavery. So if you go back years before ADOS 101 started, you're going to find AADOS. And you'll also find that there are some other groups who've been pushing for reparations like M. Cobra and some other groups um, for for decades, you know, because the reparations movement happened shortly after the ending of enslavement in the United States. Shortly after Juneteenth, (laughs) actually before Juneteenth, you're going to find that there were movements in the United States of America for reparations or restitutions Um, so ADOS is is the new group but they're actually one of the more influential groups they were able to bring ADOS to the stage so if you go to ADOS101.com you can find out a lot of information about them ADOS American Descendants of Slave uh, the light skinned sister on the right and the uh, darker skinned brother on the far right that's Yvette and that's Antonio Moore so a little bit about event, You know, I found, first found out about it because I was just kind of skimming through, looking through agendas. I thought she was kind of cute. So I listened to her content. I love what the sister brings to the table. Uh, now, some of the information she gives is a little opposed to what Tariq Nasheed and um, Professor Black Truth and Jason Black brings to the table. Um, but she's I, I like her information. It's data driven. And she has some interesting insights, very interesting insights. Uh, this is Brother Tone Talks and Tony Uh he's the uh, <laughs> Emmy-nominated producer. <laughs> you hear him talk about that. Uh, so these two came together and they formed what ended up being dos And to really understand some of the things that they're talking about, you have to listen to The Racial Wealth Gap Explained in 3 Minutes And that's a video you can find on Tone Talk's YouTube channel The Racial Wealth Gap gap Explained in a few minutes So you can find that on his channel Um, And I tell you In 60 seconds, it's a beautifully Put together video, gives you a lot Of great information, if you want to Watch it, go to his um, YouTube channel, but he talks About the Racial Wealth Gap And how You know, our Caucasian brothers and sisters versus those of us who are foundational black Americans or ADOS. So he'll go through this in really great detail and it has you know it has audio so you can understand everything that's going along with it. So check that out. He comes with uh, the receipts. So ADOS 101 demands a new deal for black Americans. Now the new deal refers back to that political movement by one of the presidents to kind of revive the United States of America. And they're looking at set-asides for American descendants of slavery, not minority. So ADOS is going to be really heavy on the not-minority piece. Alright? One reason is when you look at Affirmative Action, which is one of the federal government programs that was supposed to help the wealth gap and help address some of the problems that America started with American Blacks, foundational Black Americans. The thing that happened with Affirmative Action is, although it started off to help American Blacks, it then became a minority thing and then it started helping more white women and immigrants to the United States of America than those who were foundational Black Americans or ADOS. Now, the way that that's very different is After the 60s, you know, after the civil rights struggle in the United States of America, then the immigration, you know, those doors opened up and there were more people coming from different countries. Many came from Africa, many came from Trinidad and Tobago, from Jamaica, from Cuba, um, from Puerto Rico, from the Dominican Republic. So you have blacks who are coming with these other immigrant groups who came to the United States of America. And They started benefiting from the civil rights struggle. Now, the civil rights struggle, the blacks that went primarily, the blacks here in the United States of America were primarily foundational black Americans, primarily ADOS. So it's interesting that as soon as the federal government gives benefits and rights and citizenship rights to foundational black Americans. Then they start letting in blacks from all of the other countries and all over the world. Now we love our brothers and sisters, no matter where they come from, we're all family. We are family like uh, sister Sledge said. However, what ADOS really looks at is the gains In America, the changes in America to make sure that all of us would really truly benefit from the lofty goals of America happened at the expense of foundational black Americans or ADOS. But then the immigrants came in and the immigrants benefited from those struggles. So affirmative action and other programs that the federal government did to correct the problems that the federal government did for American blacks benefited those who came after. It benefited those who came after. It didn't necessarily benefit those who struggled for it. So think about it. If there's something wrong and you fight for it, and but then everybody in your neighborhood benefits from it. And so then that benefit gets, instead of being focused on the people who fought for it, It becomes open to everybody. So this group benefits less, even though they fought the most for it. And that's what ADOS is really kind of focusing on. So um, so they think they need, so black immigrants to be barred from assessing affirmative action and other set-asides intended for ADOS, as should Asians, Latins, white white women, and other minority groups. So ADOS really firmly focuses on saying, these things that our federal government did to improve and to provide some level of restitution and reparations for what the federal government did to the Africans in America benefited others. And by doing so, it's not benefited those who fought for those rights. So we fought for those rights both of my family, my mother's side, and my father's side, would be considered foundational blacks or Ados. so my ancestry fought for the rights that I benefit from but now these benefits have gone off to everybody and in doing so I don't benefit as much as I should have off the work of my ancestry so that's kind of one of the things that they're looking at when they look at Ados. so this is some of the other things right. well, when we looked at the Voting Rights Act and some of these other things, these are some of the concerns that ADOS 101 has and that they're trying to address. Uh, Like here's the big thing: black businesses only receive 1.7 of the 23 billion in total SBA loans under President Barack Hussein Obama. So the ADOS 101 agenda demands that 15% of SBA loans be distributed to ADOS businesses. And when they say ADOS businesses, they're saying specifically those businesses owned primarily and operated primarily by the descendants, the lineage of those who uh, are ADOS. So, um, they also seek a multi-billion dollar infrastructure plan targeted to primarily ADOS communities. When we look at what happened to Uh, Flint, Michigan, and some of the other areas that are primarily ADOS. They're saying that there needs to be some other federal programs targeted to fix those issues. So these are the things that ADOS 101, that Black agenda focuses on. Um, And I tell you, when I look at their agenda I think it's pretty comprehensive and it's definitely data-driven. It's something that we should all look at. One of the things that I don't necessarily embrace about the ADOS 101 agenda is that they say that they're going to demand these agenda items on the political candidates who are running for the presidential office. And if neither one of them, so at this point, if we just use the two major uh, parties, if neither one of them, Trump nor Biden, support this agenda, then they're going to vote down ballot Democrat. They're just going to go. They're going to skip the presidential line, and they're going to vote everybody else Democrat. But they're going to skip the presidential line. Okay, My I'm not opposed to the down ballot vote right because why should you support somebody who's, who's not supporting you? Everybody, I think that should go throughout the entirety of the ballot so I don't think that should simply just be on the presidential level it should be in the congressional level, the senate seats the delegate seats you know uh, all the way down so those who are not on code no, those who are not supporting our interests and in our agenda I don't believe they should get our support at all so um they say in the prisons, they want to do an immediate assessment of the numbers of the ADOS prison populations and provide some level of real prison reform to those ADOS prisoners. Now, once again, they're speaking primarily to the ADOS prisoners. When you look at them, they're looking primarily at the ADOS prisoners. So that's another area that I don't necessarily embrace about the ADOS 101 one Agenda, even though it's beautifully written, it has data behind it. I love what they put together. Um, I understand that reparations should be focused solely on the descendants of foundational Black Americans or ADOS. But I think the rest part, the other parts of our collective agenda should include all the other people of African descent. Who have struggled through some other areas And other times here in the United States of America So um, that's one of the few areas Where I kind of disagree with ADOS Okay Uh, So HBCUs Now we understand that under President Barack Obama The amount of money that the federal government Had put together in the 80s Was reduced And you know right now we have a lot of people who are Misleading people by saying that Trump, um, President Trump, sorry, President Trump is done more for people of African descent in the United States of America. And they used the fact that he you know, went back to a similar funding for the HBCUs. But this funding was put in place in the 80s. So he took something that was already in place and continued it, uh, although under President Obama, Obama. <laughs> it was reduced. Uh, so that's one of the things that they're looking for in the Ados 101 one on one agenda. All right. Um, so they want to fully endow the remaining HBCUs in a dollar amount. I like I like this and a dollar amount that meets the budgetary needs of each each institution. All right. Also, they were saying that the students who attend HBCU should get a 75 percent tax credit. Now, in many cases, you know, students who attend uh, college uh, don't pay taxes. So that's something that we could look at. And ADOS, and they're looking at specifically, once again, at ADOS, Americans who would be ADOS, who have that lineage, who choose schools outside of the HBCU network should receive a 50 percent government funded credit. Um, OK, OK. Okay, uh, that's interesting. All right. Uh, when they talk about the uh, ADOS graduates, they're talking about the government must strictly limit the number of H-1B visa workers. Now, if you're not familiar with the H-1B visa worker program, then in this Our Black Improvement YouTube channel, Uh, not for those who are on Facebook, but on the YouTube channel in Our Black Improvement. um, Dr. David Anderson, Jr. does a really great talk about the H-1B visa program. So this is how it works in a nutshell. And I'm not a master in this area, so I'm I'm probably going to miss some of the fine points. This is going to be kind of general. But let's say you have a business here in the United States of America and you want to bring somebody from another country As long as they have uh, As long as they have Skills that are going to benefit Your business They're able to come Under H-1B visa Now there's some other requirements It's it's a lot deeper than what I just described But a lot of the people Who've come over to the United States of America In the tech area Have come over on H-1B visas So if you have something the United States Can benefit from We want to fast track you We're going to be able to fast track you. And that's what happens with the H-1B visas. So they're saying that the government should limit the number of H-1B visa worker tech companies use. And one of the reasons that's important is every immigrant that comes to the United States of America, actually, because think about it this way, uh, even though opportunities abound and there's no limit to opportunities, there are limits to certain things. And so some of the things that um, Americans can benefit from are reduced by immigration. So immigration doesn't particularly for those of us who are foundational blacks uh, or if you're a person of African descent in the United States of America. If you have American citizenship and you're a person of African descent, some level of African descent immigration does not help you. So while we don't want those who are trying to immigrate to our country to To end up dying because they're trying to immigrate, and we don't want their children to be stripped away from them. Um, Immigration does not help us. Now, our hearts say we don't want anybody to suffer, but immigration does not help us. In many ways, it actually kind of hurts us. Um, So, uh, AOS101 also says they want to audit the banks to see if there are patterns of racial discrimination in lending and require these banks to extend loans to ADOS businesses. Once again, not black business in general, but ADOS businesses. So ADOS 101, they firmly focus on having a designation and deciding who is ADOS and who isn't ADOS. And their focus is to make sure that ADOS benefits. So here are some of the other things in their you know, government advertising should include black media and they want to focus in ADOS on 101. They want to focus on ADOS owned media, not black media, but ADOS owned media. So once again, that's the main distinction when it comes to the ADOS 101 agenda. They're focused on those who lineage goes back to the enslaved Africans here in the United States of America. We're not disputing that there weren't Blacks enslaved in Mexico, in Cuba, in Puerto Rico, in Trinidad and Tobago, in Jamaica, um, out you know, all those other areas. But their focus is focused firmly on those that they consider ADOS or Foundational Black Americans. Alright, so they're, they're interesting. They're, they are very interesting Very interesting in that regards, all right? Uh, they say that Adolf's college debt should be forgiven in the same way losses were forgiven to the banks on Wall Street. So they're using precedence. and that's one thing I really love about the Adolf's 101 agenda. They use data and they use precedence to say these things were given to Americans already they need to be given to ADOS, all right? So that's something we should take in consideration. Um, they want to give a health care credit to pay for medical coverage for ADOS. And they want to develop a curriculum, a therapy curriculum to help members of the ADOS community understand and manage their ancestral traumas. Now, one of the things that we have to take in consideration is there's something called... Um, Wow. I can't think of the the term just left my head, but it goes with whatever you experience is encoded in your DNA. And that DNA, that experience is actually passed down to your lineage. So the trauma that your great, great, great grandmother, that your great, great, great grandfather experienced is living in you. And if you experience certain levels of trauma, anxiety, challenges, in many ways, ancestrally, it can be traced. It's called epigenetics, E-P-I-G-E-N-E-T-I-C-X, C-X, (laughs) C-S, epigenetics. So if you study epigenetics, that gives you that ancestral trauma. So that is, that's not pseudoscience. It's not fake. It's not anything that was just made up. Epigenetics is real And ADOS is saying we need to account for that ADOS also says It's their position that HR-40 Be fully rewritten to include Cash payments Now HR-40 is the Reparations bill that was pushed forth in the 70s So this is the year 2020 So 70s 80s, 90s 2000s For at least 40 years H.R. 40 has been sitting around and it hasn't been moved on. And so this reparations talk is nothing new. Once again, it started around Juneteenth, before Juneteenth. And actually, actual bill was put forth, H.R. 40, in the 70s. So here we are 40 years removed from the 70s, and it still hasn't been thoroughly gone through. And so... They're saying that one of the issues with H.R. 40 is it doesn't include cash payments. Now, when we look at what happened to our Jewish brothers and sisters here in the United States of America, when we look at our Native American family, when we look at our Japanese family, all of these groups received reparations in the United States of America. They didn't have to go to the World Council. They didn't have to do that. So, you know, we have some of my Morris brothers and sisters who say you can only get reparations if you go to the World Council or the World Court. It's not true. Well, it's true to certain types of strategies. But other strategies, it's not true. Okay. So, like, for instance, the whites in the United States of America who own slaves— When slavery ended In many areas Those whites received Reparations because some of their Property was taken From them by the federal government So in other words, white Americans Who owned slaves, not all (laughs) But in many cases White Americans who owned slaves Were compensated for the loss Of their property when slavery Ended Now, let me add a little context to that The Af- the Americans of African descent who owned slaves, there were a few. It wasn't common. It was it was just a few. But those who owned slaves, they didn't get compensated by the federal government. The Native American groups, um, the Cherokee, my ancestry, the Cherokee, the Chickata and there are three other groups. There's just five, quote-unquote, civilized tribes. Those are the ones who became part of the uh, American system. They owned slaves. As a matter, as a matter of fact, uh, as a person of Cherokee ancestry, I can say this. The Cherokee uh, groups during the time of enslavement, 15% of them, of those Cherokees, were people of African descent who were enslaved by Cherokee people. Um, Americans who were Cherokee so the interesting thing is you know you hear a lot of talk about pure blooded Indian like my family they oh yeah you know that your great grandmother was pure blooded Cherokee I'm like yeah Uh, here's the deal with that there's something called a $5 Indian that's probably going to be a $5 African American within the next 5 years $5 Indian is when they were determining who would get federal benefits because the federal government has paid reparations to the native americans already wake up joe biden you know joe biden said that stupid stuff about uh, i think that if we look at reparations for blacks we should give it to native americans as well we've already and we're currently paying forms of reparations to our native american family wake up joe biden and you support the- okay let me stop <laughs> so In these five tribes, they owned slaves. The federal government gave them reparations in terms of cash and in terms of land. Okay, with our Jewish brothers and sisters, they helped them with land. They've also built museums because American uh, America in general was like, hey, you know, and the federal government said, so, you know what, we should have stepped in and prevented the Holocaust. We had the ability. We didn't. So we're going to build these museums for our Jewish brothers and sisters here in America. And we're going to help to get land, Israel. All right. So our Native Americans family has received reparations. Our Jewish family have received forms of reparations. The Japanese who were interned during one of the world wars, it may have been two, uh, they were interned. They were imprisoned for about four years, I believe. I might be wrong, about four years. They received reparations, cash reparations, from the federal government of the United States. Now, it took them over 10 years to get it. So they fought for 10 years. So that's cool. That's Gucci. They deserved it. And all the other groups I talked about, the white slave owners who had their property taken away, maybe rightfully receive reparations. Native American groups rightfully receive reparations. Our Jewish brothers and sisters rightfully receive reparations. And our Japanese brothers and sisters rightfully receive reparations from the federal government of the United States of America. Uh, We're going to hear a lot of stupidity from our white brothers and sisters saying, I don't believe I should pay reparations. No, we're not asking it from you, Jimmy. We're not asking it from you, Becky. We're saying the federal government who paid reparations to other groups owes debt to those that they federally it was federal government um laws policy that slavery Jim Crow era all those things all of that was the federal government had his hand in it so we're looking at the federal government so but HR 40 should be fully rewritten to include include cash payments and so they're pushing with that with ADOS one one If you want to really get a good idea of the data that ADOS 101 has been using, then do some research on Professor Sandy Darity. Professor Sandy Darity did some really great groundbreaking research, and ADOS 101 has used that information, um, and his information is not the only information they use. I tell you what, ADOS 101 is really data-driven. Okay, so in terms of what the debt is, the amount that's owed by the federal government to the lineage, the descendants of those who are enslaved in the United States of America um, would be around five to 10 trillion. Uh, Bob Johnson floated 14 trillion. Uh, the number is up for debate. H.R. 40, however, didn't include any number. It it didn't, it actually is to study reparations. All right. Um, Without these measures, according to ADOS 101, ADOS specifically is locked out of the country their ancestors built, our ancestors built during Chattel slavery. All right. So that's pretty much the end of the ADOS 101, you know, looking at their black agenda. So this is what I've said. All of us. You know, if you're a person of African descent and you're a citizen of the United States, all of us should be supporting one of these agendas. Now, we I realize we're not a monolith. So when I'm constructing the empowerment agenda, we're kind of looking at all of these agendas, pulling them together. And we've pulled we found the best part of all of these agendas for the empowerment agenda. But. You don't have to rock with the empowerment agenda. You can rock with Ados 101 and we salute that. All right. You can rock with what Michi X is doing and we salute that. All right. With the black agenda movement. That's Michi X's group. Foundational black Americans, which is Tariq Nasheed, Jason Black, Professor Black Truth. If you can swallow their personalities, and I love them, then rock with the foundational black Americans. They're primarily cut the check. I like that. Cut the check and punish the police. That's foundational black Americans' primary. And when they say punish the police, they're not saying all police officers. They're saying that when Americans harm Americans, there should be a legal consequence. And it doesn't matter if you're a civilian or a police officer. If you're an American that harms another American, there should be a criminal consequence. And in many cases with implied and designated immunity that our officers and other uh, first responders have, they're not, when they, like Brianna Taylor, hashtag Brianna Taylor, we got to fight for that sister. We got to fight for her, you know, the same way we fought for George Floyd, we got to fight for Brianna uh, Taylor. Um, I, I can name a whole bunch of other sisters who were harmed in no knock, what is it called it? No knock entry? Been a lot of sisters who've been killed in no knock entry police situations, and nothing has happened. Nothing. Well, things are happening now. And it didn't happen because you went to the ballot box. It didn't happen because you went to the ballot box through a politician. It happened because we're compelling people to do something. One of the things that I firmly believe in uh, oh, this was. But once again, check out Ice Cube's contract with Black America. He has some interesting ideas in there that we were looking at with the Empowerment Agenda. Um, We looked at Black Lives Matter. We like what they're interested in. They have a list of their interests. But Once again, Black Lives Matter is a group focused on LGBTQIA leadership to end police violence and a few other things as well. Um, So, hey, They're doing a great job where they are They don't have a black political agenda And they just found their space 2016 they actually had A black political agenda here in the United States Now Black Lives Matter In the UK has a black Political agenda which even includes reparations In the States not so much Uh, So uh, Look that's a little bit about me But my point is There are a lot of various Agendas out there And instead of just voting for a candidate or voting for a party, we're saying vote for your empowerment, vote for power. What's going to give you a better life? And we can't just naively believe that by having so-and-so in in a particular seat that they're going to act in our interests. You know, we've had a lot of people, I remember when, um, President Obama went into office and after the first year when when the Democrats weren't really supporting him, (laughs) uh, you know, a lot of my elders were saying things like, well, he's not going to do anything big this, you know, this first time, let him get elected the second time and then he's going to make some great things for our people. Well, didn't happen the first four years, didn't necessarily happen the second four years. And then I had some of those same elders were saying, well, wait till he gets out of office. Then he and Michelle are really going to speak out and help. Well, they're out of power now. They, they, they had the bully pulpit. They had the ability to write executive orders. And some of the executive orders that uh, President Obama wrote have benefited other organizations, other groups who said, this is our agenda. Meet our agenda. We'll get you in office or meet our agenda and we'll get you out of office. So those who compelled President Obama to do things, he did things for those groups. Those who those groups who are compelling President Trump to do things, President Trump is doing things for those groups. It doesn't matter who's in office. The agenda matters. It's not the agent. It's the agenda. It doesn't matter who the agent is, whoever. It doesn't matter who's in the seat. They're going to do whatever they're compelled to do. So we are so focused on the candidate and we're not focused on the compulsion as we should be. As we should be. It's not the agent. It's the agenda. It's not the agent. It's the agenda. So when we look back at the Ados 101 black agenda, I would say if you like their agenda, rock with it. If you if you're a Democrat. If you're a person of African descent in the United States of America and you're a Democrat, the ADOS 101 agenda might be perfect for you because with the empowerment agenda, we believe that no matter where you lie in the political spectrum, we have things we need you to do. So with ADOS 101, they're saying if Trump and Biden don't rock with their agenda, they're not going to vote on the presidential line. They're going to vote everything down ballot voting down ballot and they're gonna choose Democrats for those down ballot seats. With the empowerment agenda, we're saying if you ain't rocking with us, we're not rocking with you on any level. On any level. Look, there are three options. You can vote for you know the Republican, you can vote for the Democrat. Since right now we just have Democrat and Republican that people are talking about. There are other people running for president other than Trump and Biden. But For the sake of simplicity, you can vote Trump, you can vote Biden, or you can vote neither. Now, some people will say, if you don't vote for Biden, it's a vote for Trump. That's not numerically correct. (laughs) There are a lot of people telling that lie. That's not numerically correct. That is just not numerically correct. Um, And it's not focused correct either. We got to make sure that we work on empowerment because we're not focused on this election or we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be simply focused on this election. We should be focused on the next decade. We should be focused on... And doing that means we should focus on political empowerment. And this is how this works. Our ancestry bled, struggled, fought for the right to vote. So now it's up to us to make that vote even more valuable. How do you make it valuable? You say, hey, I got this... uh, right to vote here, I got this right to vote here I know you want it, you want my vote earn it earn it and if you're not going to rock with me we're not rocking with you but I do have this vote I do have this right to vote so if you're a person, and I'm going now into my empowerment agenda if you're a person who says I ain't voting I don't believe in voting, I need you to get registered anyway Because your silence as a registered voter Says something If you're a person that's a Democrat Cool Talk to those Democratic people that you support And say, hey, this is our agenda Where do you stand with it?" Now, if they support it Give them all your votes If they don't support it Then you have a decision to make Should you support somebody Who doesn't support you if you're a Republican, you can say, hey, Republican, here's my agenda. And if the Republicans support your agenda, salute it, vote for them. If they don't, should you vote for somebody, support somebody who doesn't support you? Now, Democrats and Republicans can also say, hey, we, we're we're likely, we're compelled, you know, we're really thinking about voting for you, but you need to do these things and agree to these things before we support you. That's great, too. That's empowerment. That's great, too. If you're a person who can't vote, and there's some of us who are unable to vote, and too often you get left out of the fray, you can still go to those seated politicians and the candidates and say, hey, I can't vote right now. What are you going to do for me? Because I have enough money to help fund your opponent. So if you don't have the right to vote, you can still be politically empowered. So my say my my focus on the empowerment agenda is that we do things that are going to empower people of African descent in the United States for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, not winning an election. Okay, so we went through the ADOS 101 Black Agenda. Uh, ADOS101.com is where you can find out more information about them. ADOS101.com is where you can find out more information about uh, what Antonio Moore and Yvette Carnell are doing with the ADOS 101 Agenda. My point to you is get an agenda, rock with it, support it, push it. Because these candidates and these seated politicians, once they see that there are agendas and people are heavily invested in their agendas, they have to then start doing and acting in our interest. We can't do minority programs anymore. Minority programs help everybody, and by helping everybody, you help nobody. So, we can't allow our movements to get kind of hijacked where other groups who were supporting us now get their benefits and then they go home. That's happened so far with some of the protests. You know, it started off with a lot of us. And now as certain groups have gotten things that they wanted, then they're staying home. So I say power to the protesters. You've done more in 10 or 20 weeks than a lot of our John Lewis, may his name be a blessing. You know, he did a lot of great things during the civil rights moment as a freedom rider and what happened on the Edmund Pettus Bridge with Bloody Sunday. And during that time period, he did a lot for us. As a congressional person, as a person in the Congress, he did things for America, but he didn't help us. But he didn't help us. So we were we, we revered for the work he did with uh, the civil rights movement. But he didn't help us. But after he got in Congress, he didn't help us. But he didn't help, he didn't us. help us. He didn't help us. So, but he didn't help us We gotta do things for us now Because we've done things for everybody else Affirmative action once again is a great example Affirmative action But he didn't help, he us. help, he us. help us We fought for it Those who were ADOS Those who um ancestry um, Were part of the American fabric Because they were um, Enslaved in the United States of America They But he didn't help, he didn't help, us. Us. He didn't help us Fought for the things that led to affirmative action but he didn't help but he didn't us help. But then affirmative action has helped more white women I hey, salute to our white sisters they're good i love y'all but it helped more of them than it helped us it helped more immigrants than those who were foundational blacks or aid-ons. so it's important that we keep not our eye on the prize but our finger on our power and getting more power, becoming more empowered, more empowered. It's not about an election. It's not about the election. It's about getting empowered. So let's work on getting empowered. All right. So peace, beloved. Peace, beloved. Peace, beloved. You've been watching, considering the ADALS 101 Black Agenda on our Black Improvement, the YouTube channel on the Fly Guy Show, which is get on code, the Fly Guy Show. Be prosperous. Peace to the protesters. Stay on code. Oh, and for those who you know support my sister Michi X, when I say get on code, the code is empowerment. When I say get on code, the code is empowerment. Stay flash, Stay fly. 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 The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests, unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. <laughs> stay, fly, stay, fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. Stay conscious. Stay fly.